0: I just ran across the room Ugh. to get something that was in my pocket all along.
1: What? That's that's ironic. Because you aren't wearing pants? And your <laughs> pants <laughs> are across the room? That's
2: if that was a riddle, but it's not a riddle. It was <laughs> actually guys, in my pocket. Guys, guess what number of pants I'm wearing.
3: <laughs> uh, if two pants leave the station, one traveling at 25 miles an hour.
0: Good morning, meet and me dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number one hundred and sixty-nine. We have now done as many episodes as the numerical representation of the sexual position wherein two people sixty-nine on top of a sleeping third person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of things, or we really below should... one, right Be- below a sleeping person.
0: Yeah, I never know which direction to turn it. That's. It's, I guess yes, somebody's yeah. planking on top of your sixty-nine. <laughs> speaking of things you really shouldn't be doing in the middle of the night on a thursday surrounded by teenagers this week we're talking <laughs> about the final installment of the twilight saga boom 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 breaking dawn part two this time it's personal breaking dawn back in the habit <laughs> i think i think we decided the squeakle was
1: the best option right oh yeah the squeakle's good
0: Uh, This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial, you get an audiobook of your choice for free, and you support our show. We still very much need people to support our show by doing that. Also, if you want to support our show, you can also sponsor a topic for us. Go to read slash sponsor and sign up for our email list, and we will send you an email as soon as we have more sponsorships open and we will sell that very quickly. So get in there and do that. You can choose what we talk about and you get a free t-shirt and you get to listen to the show that has your name in it. I mean, it's really awesome. (laughs) Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host uh, reporting live today from the Rogue Regency Inn in Medford, Oregon from the mini-executive suite, ooh, which didn't really impress me, but I think a mini-executive would feel like it was very spacious.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, like a small person or a person who is in charge of small things? I mean, either way,
0: they would be stoked on this extra three or four sp- feet of space that has a rocking chair in it.
2: Oh, wow, Aww. yeah. That's good use of that space. It's, it's, a,
0: it's pretty sweet. This is what the... I guess sweet is kind of a joke. Uh, yeah. For that caliber of humor, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, I'm Alex Falcone. Let me introduce you to my friends. First of all, in San Francisco, California, its future published author, Ezra Fox.
2: Artifice! <laughs> Best line of the movie, right? So, like, the Volturi are talking and, like, uh, I guess they don't like that. They don't like uh Renezme's uh like rosy cheeks and they claim that it is artifice.
0: You think those are better than Arlo's like memory gasms every time he touches someone's hand?
2: That was also wonderful. He squealed like a little
1: baby pig. Like a little oh. baby poultry. <laughs> like a, like a I, that's like my ringtone now. Mini executive pig. Yeah. Well I mean <laughs> uh so I saw this with uh Tanya and her sister Nikki and um we decided that Twilight misread could be Twiglet, uh, <laughs> which sounded like Twiglet, the pig who can speak at night. <laughs> <In>
0: Arlen, <laughs> and Arlen was the story pig? of
1: some, some pig. It's like Babe, <laughs> <laughs> too <It'd be laughs> much just better. talking at night. Yeah, and only at night though. Oh. <laughs> by day, Twiglet suffers horrible injustices. <laughs> oh, no.
2: By, being turned into By day, target of injustices. By night, a pig <laughs> able to talk. That's a superhero, I think.
0: I like right. it. Also joining us, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington,
1: it's Twiglet creator Chris Smith. Carlisle asked me to join the team. I didn't join. I'm still here. Don't kill me. Please. Oh, I'm going to kill you so hard. No, don't. Don't. Don't.
0: <laughs> From Chicago, Illinois. They call her Twy Hard with a Vengeance. On the L train. It's Sarah Hathaway.
3: I do remember how to undress myself, you know.
0: Yeah, but I'm way better <laughs> at it than you are. That was <laughs> I actually. Loved that.
3: In that the was middle a pretty good line. Scene, they put in such a, like, what was actually kind of nice for a change. Like, they put in this line where Edward's like, I'm sorry, I've underestimated you this whole time. You're actually kind of a capable person. Yeah. And then he starts undressing her, and she's like, I'm not in the mood. Stop it. And he's like, I'm just really good at undressing you. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about the plot, you guys. Chris, uh, we need to yep. we need you to tell us what happened in part two of Breaking Dawn, in case we didn't remember. So I, today, I would like you to summarize in the style of any of the racial, racial stereotype vampires that showed up at the last minute for the big fight. <laughs> All right, expect my accent at to Irish. migrate at just Irish. as widely as theirs. Did. I'm hoping for Romanian, but it's totally up to you. <laughs> Or you could be the Brazilian ones where they made monkey sounds as they walked up.
2: <laughs> Which was just awesome. Stared. Just
0: big eyes and <laughs> that was that was the
2: least sensitive part of this. Yeah. Ah, there are so many good like pieces in competition for the least sensitive part of this though.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. There right, we okay. go. Ahead, Here we go. Bella was a teenage girl from Forks, Washington, who fell in love with a vampire named Edward. They got married, and Bella got pregnant with a half-demon, and because she was dying during childbirth, Edward turned her into a vampire too. Bella's best friend Jacob is leader of some werewolves and imprints on the new baby Renesmee, which pretty much means he's (laughs) going to be her badass protector. Also, he might be crushing on the little kid. Speaking of, Renesmee's growing up hella fast, like years of growth in months, so that's weird. Bella is adjusting to being a new vampire and a new mom. When a neighborly vampire (laughs) sees the new family together and goes and tells the vampire police in Italy... And they're called the Volturi. They're headed up by Michael Sheen in a wig and a delicious grin. It's against the law to make children into vampires, so the whole family must die. (laughs) But wait, Renesmee isn't a child who turned into a vampire. She was born and is growing and will become an adult in like seven years or some shit. Bella and her family gather together all of their friends to form an army of multi-ethnic witnesses who can attest to this. Edward suspects the Volturi will try to kill everyone anyway as a power grab, and because they want Edward's sister Alice for their own, um, that's why, because Alice can see the future, which is damned useful if you're cops. Um, (laughs) after, um, it seems like forever... No, I uh, want a new ethnic accent. Oh, damn it. Okay. (laughs) After it seems like forever Of different <laughs> nationalities of vampires Standing around looking at one another While waiting for the votary to arrive There's a big showdown In which all the vampires on each side Use all of their X-Men mutant powers And fight But it turns out it was all one of Alice's visions all along Arrow sees he would lose So they retreat And Bella and Edward are free to go Make out in the same field where they first kissed in the first book Cue the pop music and Green Day <laughs> And that's the movie
0: the man of a thousand voices, everybody, Chris Smith.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: All right. I think it's time we say something nice about this book. We like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called The Compliment Sandwich. And today, Sarah, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What would you like to do?
3: Um, I will go first.
0: All right, please. Uh,
3: so... My compliment is that Vampire Bella must be really great at crafting because when she orgasms, her hair poofs out a cloud of gold glitter. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> yes! That was maybe the most squeamish I was the entire movie. Yeah. When, when she has like, a no... vampire orgasm, it's just a poof of gold dust. Like,
3: normally I'm not that bothered by, like, sex scenes in movies, but that scene was so horrible, and I was with, like two people who had never seen any of these movies before they were like what oh. is this
2: <laughs> I, I think uh, if we can actually harness the power of vampire fucking we can solve this uh, economic downturn once and for all you think this is, Just this like, is
1: all caused because we left the glitter standard <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> This is the new panning for gold, is just putting down, like, <laughs> vampire heads and then splat mats Well, vampires fuck. <laughs> we,
3: you know, the vampire fucking, we find a lot of other uses for it, like yeah, demolition. Yeah, the
2: demolition man. Mining. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we had him as uh, uh, rock right, it was tumbling. the <laughs> right and, and like if, when you're just practicing you get to like be like a sheep butcher also if I remember
1: right, yeah, we did. That <laughs> <Yeah. was important. laughs> he's gonna fuck you off a hawk <laughs> sheep right now. Uh,
0: it turns out either that either vampire sex is very useful or we only have one joke and we keep pulling up different ways to do it
3: it's because well, it's always <laughs> hilarious <laughs>
2: yeah I mean I still am amused every time I think about it
0: alright uh, second compliment goes to Ezra
2: uh, this is a compliment to uh, my friend, Lindsay, uh, who um, basically, she, she she said, the last seven movements of this movie are really controversial, I heard. And so I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, oh. I guess it's going to differ from the book. Um, and so at the part where they start killing every single character in the movie, I was like, oh my god, this is an incredible turn. It um, was amazing. I, I, I thought I was well-primed for that. To just, like, outright just just... Break off Carlisle's head, they kill Jasper. Okay, so it um, starts
0: like it starts with the first thing that's different from the movie is they run at each or from the book, they run at each other and Jasper's head comes off.
1: Yeah. And oh, no, no, um, no, no. It was Carlisle Carlisle. Michael Sheen and Carlisle jump in the air at each other and there's this crazy matrix thing and Michael Sheen comes down holding Carlisle's head.
0: Carlisle's head comes off and the blood in the theater, everybody's like blood in the theater rushes away from their faces. Like the most ashen group of teenage girls I've ever seen. It was so awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, well, cause here's the other thing that was, I mean, this is the best, best thing that happened because it was kind of like trolling
1: just a bunch of Twilight fans. Like, let's just fuck with you guys for 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's just back back up. I mean, like the twist yeah. is in the, in the book, there's no fight scene like this, right? No, no they the they, movie... they line up, and then Bella is so strong as a mental
0: shield, and then, you know, the deus ex Brazilian kids, like, we, they just, it all ends. And it's like every other book where that she's teased a fight, and then there's no real fight. Instead of them just lining up and walking away, in this movie, they start like they're going to walk away, and then they fight to the death, and a bunch of really important characters
1: die. Yeah, it's really, really good decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Yeah,
3: there was good. a point where they almost ripped her head off. There was, like, five... Of the Volturi around her and I was like, oh my oh, god, are they going to do only, it? Are they going to do it? If only they
2: had done it. <sighs> I wanted I
3: Edward it to die. Had to be fake anyway, Because right? Edward, so. Edward
0: fell in the chasm and then – wait, 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 hold on a second. What? You, you, you thought this was not happening? You were skeptical while it was happening?
3: Yeah, because I knew that they weren't going to um, not give the fans that service. And Uh-oh. because I knew they had Alice touch his hand, I was like, oh, this might be like an Alice vision. Your uh, bullshit really? <laughs>
1: detector people? is way more finely calibrated than mine. Yeah, you're a genius. Yeah, I was so hopeful and and I got suckered in.
2: And I,
3: yeah, I I really did want to, if it had been real, that would have been amazing. But I figured that they wouldn't have, you know, actually killed Carlisle.
2: I think you might be a
0: genius, Sarah.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm really good at calling plot twists.
0: That's amazing. Remind <laughs> no. me to never go see a movie with you.
3: No, I'm the worst. I will I will seriously just lean over and, like, bust it in the first couple of minutes. Oh, you know, Bruce <laughs>
1: Willis is the bad guy.
0: All right. Uh, I mean, I want to just add my compliment to that, I guess. But also, I have a separate compliment, um, which is okay, that great. when Arlo touch, Aro touches Edward uh, to to watch the backstory of the baby, I this is implied, not actually said. But in order to actually know everything that happened, to know that the baby really is theirs he would have to oh, watch yeah. The Conception. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah, like... That's uh, squ- not great. That squealing noise from Aro was him watching Edward and Bella do it. Like, <laughs> like
1: oh no, the
2: fine mahogany bed! <laughs> 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 you are not coming off well in this vision. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chris, that leaves you. What's your major compliment? So, at the end of the movie, they do this weird thing with the credits. Yeah. Where before the actual credits happen, it's credits of everyone, all the actors appearing in all of the movies. Yeah. So, you get Bella's high school friends from the first couple movies. You get the werewolves who are not pictured in human form in this movie. I mean, like, you get, like, all these different people. Yeah. Um, in the style of like, if you paid $20 to get a wedding video made. Exactly. Yeah. And they like, it's like black and white and it's like, Oh, everybody's smiling and blah, blah, blah. and like the, the bad guy from the first movie gets the same shrift as like Anna Kendrick's character, Yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. But speaking of Anna Kendrick, they, the, this reminded me oh. that Anna Kendrick had nothing to do with this film. And you yeah, know what? Smart girl. But she
2: still got paid for appearance. Yeah. Like, she still got paid. Archival footage.
1: So I gotta say, smart girl. Uh, Everybody go watch Pitch Perfect instead.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I kind of liked that ending thing because, like, I I felt this is the first time I felt this in any of these, but I really did feel some sympathy, I guess, for the other people in the room, like for mm-hmm. the the super fans. I was like, I'm glad they got something because so much of this movie was cheesy and and bad, and they laughed at it, and they were screwed with, and they paid a yeah. lot of money. And I mean. Can I was you imagine, glad They got five Alex, minutes of just sympathy.
2: Alex, can you imagine like if 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 you've been one of those people who had dedicated like the last five and a half years of your life or three and a half years of your life to like I don't know, just spending hours and hours analyzing Twilight and reading all the books and seeing all the movies and talking about it with your friends like would on the be, internet?
0: Would, it would be intense. Can you imagine yeah.
2: how how like cheated you would feel? I can in that situation. That. I can't imagine. Because we're nothing like those people. I nothing. have no imagination, so I can't <laughs> imagine that. What? <laughs> 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 oh.
4: this is Lexi I just wanted to thank you for everything that you've done for the youth of America thank you for teaching us the only thing we really need in life
3: is a sparkly vampire with a hard perfect dick and an abusive relationship thank you also for teaching us that the most important thing in life is having
2: your soccer's baby so thank you Twilight and goodbye
0: hey let's do some hates now let's uh it's time for the hate moi of this film of the twilight series uh which is of course the feeling uh, of let down you get after hating something for a really long time
2: the unhating
0: yep it's it's un- unraveling is what daniel anyway, uh, ahead. okay all right awesome it's better in french uh so in any
1: order what's something if you can find it that you did not like about this movie so did they just straight up cg make an e-trade baby for renazme that was exactly as, oh. the joke
3: i made really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like the trade baby.
1: Yeah, it was the uncanny baby for so long. <laughs> they just had this baby that didn't quite look like a baby. And it was clear that they were probably passing like a 10 pound bag of rice. Uh, yeah, my my
3: friend was like, Is that a green sack of potatoes?
0: <laughs> Everybody, that was another one of those moments where even the Twihards Hearts in the theater were like, Every time the baby came on, instead of cooing like I would have expected, they were all like,
1: uh-huh. oh, It was so man, creepy looking. No what wonder Kristen this? Stewart doesn't appear to have an emotional relationship with that baby. <laughs>
2: I mean, I would not keep a baby. I would not give an actual baby in the care of Kristen Stewart. I don't think it's a good
0: call. <laughs> also, there's a, there's a part where Bella like looks at the baby and is like, I'll never let anybody hurt you. And I was like, what if the power goes out while she's rendering? You can't protect her from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, other hates? What else do you hate? Uh,
3: I have a hate for the costume design in this movie. No. Um, Which I, I usually do. Sorry to have such a girly hate, but... There was a point where uh, K Stu was wearing a sweater and no pants. Oh, she
1: yeah, tights. She was tight just wearing pants.
3: tights, and her dad was around, and I was like, put, put your shit away when your dad is here. Like, yeah, you should put on, sh- on some pants. <laughs> you I don't shouldn't be shirt cocking
1: your dad. No, K was <laughs> a problem because she wore tights as pants, and I'm pretty sure she was wearing black vans the entire time. But yeah. the thing I love about the costumes are actually, this is a great movie for tailored jackets. Everybody's yeah, wearing really jackets excellent jackets and really excellent sweaters the whole time. It's very stylish winter wear. And as we move into to fall winter, it's tiring. <laughs> I thought. So, I mean, other than Case, do I, I mean, can't I mean, disagree I with that you more. Like
3: Maybe the Alaskan vampires, because they were pretty balls deep into the Stevie Nicks fake fur.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just Alaska.
3: I think I think that
1: could be
0: like if we were to use a soundbite for every every single one of these movies, it could be like blah blah blah. Except for Case <laughs> Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I, I have a hate. You guys talked about the clothing, but I didn't like the furnishing. I guess it was weird when they ga- like they gifted Edward and Bella a fully furnished house. Yeah, and kind of the arts
1: and crafts school.
0: Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, and they walked in, and uh, Scott, who I went and saw this movie with, who is was our. Uh, uh, our occasional guest and our live show producer just goes, oh look, they gave, they bought them a crate and barrel. Oh yeah. Yeah, Basically, and the <laughs>
3: outside was a... looked like a like a Thomas Kincaid painting.
2: Yeah, it was really terrible. <laughs>
0: basically, they, I just they, threw they up a some... little.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they, they definitely had some things in the baby's room which were not uh, suitable for any age of a child. I think, but there's like giant metal ants, is what I saw. on, like the corner <laughs>
1: table. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah it's creepy
3: oh that was oh that whole scene where they're like going through the house um the my friend was like oh my gosh please don't let them have sex in that baby's room (laughs) please don't let them have sex in that room either oh no
1: (laughs) you see here's the here's the weird thing is in the cullen household now there's one person who actually needs to sleep and that's renesme right and what you've done is you've put her room one thin wall away from the newlywed couple that are her parents. From the rock
2: tumbler. Yeah. From the rock tumbler.
1: <laughs> and the po- pile driver, yeah. essentially. And like, how is she supposed to get a good night's sleep? Well, plus she only uh, sleeps in people's arms,
0: so Bella's going to have to be holding her the whole time. Uh, <sighs> I, I,
2: just died in your arms tonight. There must have been something you said. I just died in
1: this ad was abandoned by read-weep.com slash amazon go fuck yourself podcast hey alice why are we in a white void where's my tv and my house
4: charlie you offended amazon last week so they pulled all the funding for the show now we exist in a white void
1: well can't the announcer announce us into a new location one where I can watch the Mariners game?
4: You don't get it, Charlie. They pulled the announcer too. We're just in limbo now.
1: Huh. Well, that's um, not great.
4: It could be worse. We could be in that dream sequence where the Earth splits open and Dream Alice sees Dream Jasper's head getting ripped off.
1: Oh no, my head.
4: Jasper! It's not real, Dream Alice. She's just terrible.
1: Yeah, I guess that is better. There goes my head again.
4: Jasper! It's just a possible future dream, Alice. Oh, right. Sorry. At least we're not in the cheesy black and white curtain call at the end of the movie.
1: Is that Anna Kendrick with Mike Newton? Man, I haven't seen those two in forever. Hey, guys, I might have gotten eaten by a wandering vampire. My fate is unknown. Thanks, Mike Newton. Sure thing, Charlie. I guess you're right, Wig. This isn't so bad after all. You want a here?
4: How did you-
1: I bought a mustache cooler that doubles as a fleshlight from read-weep.com slash Amazon. That way I can store beers in my stash and support my favorite podcast with my purchases.
4: That doesn't sound like a real thing.
1: If it's not real, then how'd I get this deck of complimentary mustache cooler go fish cards?
4: Well, that is convincing.
1: Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. Buy the supplies you need now in case Amazon abandons you later. Got any handlebars,
4: Wig? Go fish. Jasper! Damn it, Dream Alice.
1: Hey, got what I wanted, Charlie. I love you for a thousand years.
2: Goodbye, Twilight. Wait, ninety seconds or less? Greed and weep, you've made me spend 10 hours, 11 minutes, and 23 seconds on Twilight Podcasts. And I get less than 90 seconds? Fuck you, Falcone. And fuck you, Space Shark. Aw, I can't stay mad at you, Space Shark. Space Shark, you have a great day. And you too, Chris Inez. But for you, Falcone, fuck you.
0: So now it's time for our regular movie segment. It's time for lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round.
2: Lightning bonus round.
3: Lightning bonus
0: round. Lightning bonus round is like some of our other segments, except you have to go quicker, and as soon as someone says lightning bonus round, your joke is over. In any order, something that you need to get off your chest, last thing, last thoughts, final thoughts for Breaking Dawn Part Two and the Twilight series. Go.
3: I was sad that Bunk from the Wire was in this. Oh, I thought that was the best part. He's <laughs> be sad.
0: He lights up the screen everywhere he goes.
1: Yeah, but they should have just said fuck. <laughs> fuck,
0: fuck. Yeah, they should have said fuck, fuck. a few times. Yeah. He was, he was so nice, and he was wearing Fuck. his suit like he always does. Yeah. And he made them illicit papers, which when he handed the envelope across the table, I was, like, hoping it was going to be the file on a drug dealer in Baltimore. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Having gone through all of this now and gotten to this part, like, I was thinking while I was watching all of this, like, the fighting go down and then, like, Edward reading people's thoughts from the evil vampire things that have been around for hundreds of years. It's especially ridiculous that he thought it was worth going to high school biology for a couple months.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep up the lie so the villagers don't come with torches. What the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just say, oh, you know what? My kids are 18.
3: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. homeschooled even. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, Montessori? Take them somewhere else.
0: Yeah, seriously, there's no way this kid, this guy could have, like, actually been interested for even a moment in anything in high school.
3: Or just college. Make him
0: 19. Have him, you can take new courses. High school is not going to interest him, even for a
1: moment. Yeah. No wonder he glommed on to Bella. He was just so bored.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm bored and you're boring. This is a good match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning
3: bonus. Uh, Lightning bonus round. There's a moment where Bella says, I'm going to drive to Seattle, uh, leaves get, get, drives away from her father's house in Forks, turns a corner and ends up in Seattle, coming from the other side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was uh, from the wrong side. But maybe she just, just passed it and then had to turn around. Well, yeah,
3: maybe, or she drove across Puget Sound. Yeah, she drove across
0: the Sound. I was that Volvo could have been uh, waterproof. Yeah. That I don't know if you know this about Volvos, they're highly safe and also they're sealed tighter than frog pussy, watertight.
3: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow! Well, lightning bonus round. <laughs> yeah, lightning
1: bonus round. I have nothing on that. I, I can't.
0: I'm kind of embarrassed having said that out loud, but I, I used. I mean, I used to hang out with the guy who used to say "frog pussy's water" all the time. Like that was like his saying. I don't know if this is a thing people say or if I'm going to be the credit. That was, was his no, joke. I've never that I've
3: heard.
2: Frog pussy Jim. This is who you hang
0: out with. Or used to. <laughs> I was. It's a guy I used to watch. Like I met at the pool hall. He was a pool hustler, and he would always say like, "Man, that guy's game is tighter than frog pussy."
2: How, it, how would he know, is the real question. Well, right? he just it's, assumes it's no water is going
0: in. He's not saying it's tight feeling.
3: Well, I I mean, not to put too fine of a point on it. I, I don't like, whenever not- a female anything gets into the water, it's not like it's just an open gate there. <laughs>
0: <It's a> good, <laughs> I disagree. You have put way too fine a point on this.
3: I mean, that's that's as fine of a point as we're getting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lightning,
1: a bonus round. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. I think it's done. Uh, I think <laughs> Lightning,
2: Lightning bonus round. stop for gaming. Maybe
1: <laughs> five minute conversation about frog genitalia.
3: to say good riddance
4: twilight and thank you because years from now when my kids ask what stupid things i did as a teenager i will tell them i saw the midnight premiere of a clip and enjoyed it
3: thanks to me and we for helping us on our path to recovery and seeing the light though this is kind of an error for you guys and wish you the best of the next chapter hey wouldn't it be funny if someone sponsored midnight sun sarah they only
4: do audiobooks hey wouldn't it be funny if we recorded us reading midnight sun and sponsored it you might be on something we'll throw some ice cream and sherlock in there too though
0: All right, and now uh, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. This is the last nice thing you ever have to say about Twilight at all, unless there are more later. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Ezra, you're up. or Chris, you're up first. What is your mind? Oh, my God. Uh,
1: I was not ready. There's this scene where uh, Jacob, played by Taylor Lautner, is explaining that there is more in this world than heaven and earth, Horatio, than is dreamt up in Charlie's (laughs) philosophy. And so his solution is to take off all his clothes. And it's a chilling fast forward to his career in two to three T V seasons. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoy chilling fast forwards when I can get them. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not gonna be successful in other things. Come on. <laughs> what what's your other credit? What, what, Valentine's Day?
2: what was the the Taken rip off one that he did? Um like kidnapped or borrowed. <laughs> borrowed. Taken, kidnapped.
1: I forget what it rip was. Ripoff of
0: borrowed. If you don't give this back by the time you promised me you would, I'm trained to kill you.
2: <laughs> I have a special set of skills getting back the things that you got from me before. If you take too long to give them back to me, <laughs> it's, it's the guy from Taken, but he works for
0: the library. He's like, this is yeah. six days overdue. That'll be 30 cents. <laughs> or I your head. Kills to acquire 30 cents from you. All right, uh, so that makes it my turn. My minor compliment is this. Uh, there's a part, where, so they're discussing how, uh, Edward is explaining how vampire, new vampire couples often have sex for a decade solid, um, and uh, how it sucks to be around those vampires. And then she's like, yeah, we're going to be so much worse. She's like, yeah, we're going to be totally worse. And this is a moment of, I think, the people writing the movie and the people producing the movie recognizing that edward and bella and their seatbelt arms really are annoying oh yeah because uh. they it's not the sex it's the part between the sex where they're just like cooing and rubbing each other's ears and like holding on to each other from behind and like oh it's so they're the worst couple they're the worst i would never go to dinner with those two no yeah. but
3: also the sex is gross too so it's-
0: well, well, it is. But you don't have to watch the sex. Like no one, there's no problem with having roommates that disappear for a while. It's the time when they're not doing. It. Or like the the worst is like the roommates when they come back in and they're both wearing sweatpants and they smell the same. That's weird.
1: <laughs> you you expect, expect
2: some, some different just... smelling roommates. One
3: more. <laughs> I mean, stop smelling your roommates. That's step one. <laughs>
2: yeah. that's gonna, that's my Craigslist ad from now on. Must not smell me too much. <laughs> like not actively. I, I'm better off without
0: roommates. <laughs> Ezra, your minor compliment.
2: I got a compliment, uh, I guess, the people who adapted this. Uh, I think it's probably the easiest easiest adaptation ever because when your source material is terrible, you can cut literally anything and it's a better uh, movie. Ezra, are
1: like, you complimenting screenwriter <laughs> Stephanie Meyer?
2: No, no, she was just... A, there, Did she, she was was not she the screenwriter own? Oh, sorry, she was producer. She, was producer. she,
1: she produced this, yeah.
2: yeah. Seriously, my heart stopped when you said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So
0: our last compliment goes to Sarah Sarah, what is the last nice thing you're ever gonna say about Twilight to anybody?
3: Here we go <laughs> <laughs> Wow well, I will say this for breaking dawn. I have never seen any other movie show a former child star pick up a toddler, smile at it, and then throw it onto a fire.
1: Uh, Dakota Fanning did do that with extreme prejudice. Dakota I, that Fanning was is so still funny so awesome. To me.
3: It was so casual. She just picked up this baby and, like, chucked it onto a fire.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Home Alone 4, and Macaulay Culkin did do that also.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How old was he in Home Alone 4? (laughs) He looked like he was 50. Oh, good. (laughs) Isn't Home Alone 4 a real movie? I know there was a 3 that didn't have Macaulay Culkin in it.
3: There is a 4 that ABC Family is making this year. I know that no, because no, I was no, watching Step Up to the Streets last night. <laughs>
1: oh my god, Step Up to the Streets is so fucking good. Um, no, Home Alone 4 totally exists.
3: It oh, existed previously? Holy shit, I didn't, is this yeah. a 5? Oh my yes.
1: god. Oh, well
0: Ezra, your joke think would have been much well, better if you'd that. said Home Alone 7. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I thought I was like I was like man this couldn't have, this couldn't have existed. It's weird when I, I you under exaggerate. Isn't that
0: It's a bizarre situation where you think you're exaggerating and the world is actually way more
2: fucked up than you'd ever imagined. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this.
3: <laughs> There's more in this world than you might have expected, Charlie. <laughs>
0: That is it for our cool. show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about Deathbed, colon, The Bed That Eats. Ooh. Aww. It is a tremendous film, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy us talking about it. If you want to know what that movie is about, listen to the title again, and you will know <laughs> what the movie is about. This is a movie that is about exactly what it sounds like it's about. So, um, that'll be awesome. We'll be This ch- is sponsored by our Danish friend... Uh, Pele.
1: Pele, yes Pele,
0: Pele. and also Pele. Uh, joining us will be uh, Matt and Cassinia from I Love Bad Movies and uh, it's a, it's a great episode so I think you'll enjoy that join us next week uh, and then after that who knows what the world holds you know I mean it's just a crazy mixed up world out there Home Alone 4 we might have to watch that at some point
3: or Home Alone 5 Alone in the Dark which is in pre-production at ABC Family
0: uh, alright well yep all these options uh, so thank you so much as always for being here Chris and As. Of course, and of and course. Sarah, I just want to say uh, one more time, thank you for going through all of this with us. Thanks for being here for us when we were doing all of this crappy Twilight stuff.
3: Hey guys, this has been one of the most precious, difficult times of my life.
1: <laughs> well, you've been a champ, Sarah. And I'm glad we could be here to cause that. Yeah. Mhm,
3: it's it's really wonderful. It's given me such a, a good depth of of knowledge. Um, <laughs> I could answer a lot of questions for my friends last night at that movie, and that's that's something I can never take back.
0: It's true.
3: <laughs>
0: and I'm sure they really, really appreciated that you brought them to a movie that you had to explain. Yeah, movies mm-hmm. may cost twelve ninety five, but being a know it all pays in spades.
3: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: well, we appreciate. It. We will find something else for you in the future where you can come back because uh, we always enjoy talking to you.
3: Oh, thank you very much. I look forward to it.
0: And go see Meridian at the I.O. Theater in Chicago. And uh yeah, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Send us feedback, podcast at readweep.com. Take care. Bye. What up? We're back, another Twilight hit for the club. Read it and weep, rap summary, FT dub, Bella and Edward. At it again, starring in this final, Meyer LeMann. When we last left Bella, she was under the weather. Edward went to chew the placenta. Ripley, you can believe it or not. I want it shot. Jacob thinks it's hot. Mama's dying, she'll surely expire. Life saved, kinda, but by a vampire. To join the emo dead, here's your start. Pull fictions of venom straight to her heart. What
2: are we supposed to learn
3: from break and dawn? What are we? What are we supposed to learn? There are no
0: downsides to becoming immortal. Shiny and thick-skinned, she's basically a squirtle. Don't breathe, don't sleep, don't take the dumps. She just runs and jumps and humps and humps. You see, these vampires don't sleep in no coffins. So often, they just stay up often. Married ones have destroyed their houses, constantly aggro boinking their spouses. Bella's special power, though, it's self-control. As boring as possible. That's the goal. The fun-ship. Yeah, Bella Sank it. Our superhero named the motherfucking wet blanket. What are we supposed to
3: learn from breaking dawn? What are we? What are we supposed to learn? Jacob is in
0: love. That's his whole thing. Here's a pacifier and a promise ring. Don't worry about his life I'm living. I'm just your godfather till she turns seven. Steph, you can't convince me that this ain't gross. The Jacob Nessie plot thing is the thing I hate the most. I know he's a wolf and she's an alien. Uh, but can't you write a book without babies dating men? For a while, I guess. Everything is fine. Except for the thought crimes going on in Jacob's mind. But uh-oh, Edward. Tell Bella Tuga. It off you. Here's an officer from the vampire mafia. What are we
3: supposed to learn from breaking dawn? What are we? What are we supposed to learn? It turns
0: out undead children are illegal. Plus, the Voltari hate lameness, so they definitely want to kill you. The Cullens call friends and prepare for war, but don't get excited. She's pulled this shit before. Every time. It's like a bad dream. Steph Meyer is the boy who cried, fight scene. I believed it would happen. Now, how stupid do I look? She blew her effects budget on the first three books. <laughs> Remember who's writing. Of course, there's just talking and no fighting. Just when you think this battle is. Crank. cranked. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the wet blanket. Now it's over. That's really the gist. There's nothing you missed. That was the plot twist. Nobody's changed. They all hit their mark. She made a line segment out of that plot arc. The only tragedy to remember. Eddie's stuck with the wet blanket forever. She used to have friends and a family, you know. Now she's like watching undead grass grow. The moral of the story. Love's easy to catch. If you find the right boy, be his etch-a-sketch. I promise. Somebody will love you for you. Just give up your whole life when you say, I do.
3: What are we supposed to learn? What are we supposed to learn? I have no idea what we're supposed to learn from breaking, from breaking dawn. Jacob, don't date my baby.